Hello, everyone. Welcome to this episode of the Keeping It Sporty podcast. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple, or by visiting our website at keepingitsporty.com. On today's episode, I am joined by a huge Raptors and NBA fan in general, Dimitri Polizagopoulos. Dimitri, welcome. How's it going? Thank you for having me. I'm doing great. No problem. So, uh, Dimitri, you're taking business at TMU. Why don't you talk a little bit about how you got into that? Um, okay, well, in grade 12, I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do. I was thinking of doing a BA, which is like more general. But then I don't know, I decided eh, I like business. I like economics. So I just I decided to do business management. Yeah, I guess it's a nice um, balance in between, right? So yeah, there's there what's called we're doing finance, we're doing marketing, we're doing every aspect of business. So I'm getting yeah. the gist of all of it. Very nice. Um, okay, so let's get right into it. Of course, a lot of Raptors trades went down. Um, trade deadline was yesterday, although well, we're, we're recording this on a Friday, so mm-hmm. by the time this comes out, it'll be a few days down the road, but a lot of trades to talk about. Okay, so let's let's kind of dive into some of these trades a little bit. So... Kelly Olenek, we heard, is coming to the Raptors, a Canadian, yeah. which is good. Um, for Kira Lewis Jr., Otto Porter, and a 2024 first-round draft pick. A late first-round draft pick, that is. Yeah. So, I don't know. What, what, what do you think about that deal overall? I I like the deal. Um, Kelly Olenek's a good big man. He can space the floor, shoot. He's also Canadian, so he's coming back home. And uh, Oshel Baji was a lottery pick back in two, two years ago, I think. So they basically traded a late first rounder, which was going to be like 28, 29th pick. And they got a lottery pick back. So we'll see how that works out. Yeah, I don't know. A little, I was a little bit surprised, to be honest, by the deal. I mean, Kelly Olenek is a good player, of course. But then I saw they got rid of a first round pick and I was like, yeah, but, you know, it's not, it's not looking like a terrible deal overall to me. Yeah. The only thing that concerns me is Kelly Olenek leaves, but I'm assuming that he's going to stay since they made this trade or else why give up a first-round pick? So I'm assuming he's going to stay. I, I agree because I thought that giving up a first-round pick is not really their best move. And I mean, Kelly Olenek being 32, they're I, I thought they were looking for a little bit more of like younger players. So that yeah, part yeah. of it didn't make the most sense to me, but... I still yeah. I, I like Olenek and I think it's not a terrible move overall. The other trade though, I'm still kind of left scratching my head a little bit about that one. <laughs> because okay, the, they got rid of Dennis Schroeder. The Raptors traded Dennis Schroeder and Thaddeus Young to Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. And they got Spencer Dinwiddie. Yeah. And then they waived Spencer Dinwiddie. Now I get the whole cap space thing and whatnot, but I still don't really know why I they, they just they didn't get anything from it you know I don't know maybe you can piece it together for me a little bit differently yeah so um look they created cap space now I don't know I think they have like 40 50 million dollar in cap space who knows what they'll do with that in the off season but uh not only that if we kept Dinwiddie we most likely would be a better team than what we are without him so I'm guessing they want to keep their first round pick this year, which means it has to be in the top six. So by waving Spencer, you clear cap space. 
you try to tank and um, you're opening up room for the young guys so they can play more minutes. I, I, I guess so. But then, I, I mean, to me, it brings the question, well, then why did you keep a Linux instead of someone like Dinwiddie? You yeah, know, you know what true, I'm saying? But so I don't know. I think Olenek, he's better than Thad Young. He's better than Boucher. Yeah. Uh, he's a veteran presence. You still need some veteran guys. You can't just have all 20, 23-year-olds and 24-year-olds. That's so, true. True. yeah, I don't know. I think it was fine. Thad wasn't, he was okay. He wasn't my favorite. And uh, Spencer, he's having his worst season of his career. He's bottom three in efficiency in the league. Yeah, I mean, one thing they didn't do was, okay, they kept Bruce Brown, which was yeah. a little bit of a surprise because I'm pretty sure he has a contract at the end of the year. I think it's an option for $23 million. Yeah, team option, yeah. A team option, yeah, for $23 million. And I was saying, wow, that's quite a bit of money to give to Bruce Brown. Yeah, yeah. He's overpaid. But look, they didn't... They didn't get what they wanted. So Masai, we know this from him. He's going to keep his players if he's not going to get what he wants. So I'm assuming they're going to take the team option and then see what comes around next trade deadline or in the offseason. Yeah, so. yeah, I think that's also their plan as well. And I mean, they also kept Boucher, of course. I mean, he wasn't really they, – they didn't talk about it too much, but they also kept Gary Trent Jr., which yeah. possibly um, another surprise. Yeah. Uh, I would have liked to see him gone. I don't like him. Uh, he hasn't been good this season. He doesn't pass, can't dribble, takes bad shots. But I, he had no value, so they had to keep him. They were forced to keep him. Now, what do you think about the Raptors head coach, Darko Ryakovic? What, what, what do you think about him so far? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, there's some days where I like him because... He's a player coach. He knows how to develop players. But on the other hand, he's inexperienced. This is his first year as a head coach, so he's going to make some boneheaded mistakes, like uh, not asserting Scotty more into the offense. Yeah, yeah, I suppose. I mean, when they got rid of Nick Nurse, I was a little bit upset, but at the same time, it was sort of time for a move, I suppose. Yeah, so yeah. I came to the fact that it was time for a move, but... I mean, I, I honestly like Darko a lot. I know he's gotten some criticism from some fans. At the same time, it's only his first year. So I think we need to give him a little more time to yeah, kind yeah. of like players to develop as a head coach. Yeah. Can't, sure. You can't write someone off after the first year. It's very uh, immature. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I think. And the, yeah, yeah. And the team's not that good. So, like, you can't expect the head coach to do so much, right? That that's yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I mean, the team is only so good. Obviously, they're not they're yeah. they're, they're not good this year. We yeah. you, you and I both know that. So, yeah. at the end of the season, the Raptors right now, if memory serves me, are in twelfth place mm -hmm. in the Eastern Conference. So they're not too far behind that ten seed, which is the cutoff to make the in the play in tournament. Do you think they have a shot at making that number ten seed? Mm, I mean, I'm going to have to say yes, because the teams around that area aren't that good either. The Bulls are not good. So, of course, they have a chance, but I don't think they're going to go that route, at least for this season. 
Yeah, I mean, looking at the standings right now, the Raptors are 18 and 33, which, yeah, that's I mean, before this season, I couldn't remember a time, yeah, a time where they're yeah, even yeah. really below 500 for the most part. So that was, <laughs> yeah, this season has really been quite the turnaround. <laughs> um, and then, I mean, you look at a team like the Nets right above them, 20 and 31, and then the Hawks are in the 10th, the 10th seed, 22 yeah. and 29. So really... I don't know. It's not looking that strong this year for those bottom teams. Yeah, it isn't. The the East is very weak besides uh, the top five teams. The West is really competitive Mm -hmm. all throughout. Yeah, I I agree. The West definitely has a better better conference for sure, like more, more teams that are doing well. Now, how about going into next season? I mean, I know it's a little bit difficult to say, but... How do you think the Raptors will sort of take everything that they've done now, maybe make some offseason moves, and how will that transpire into next season, do you think? Um, I don't think they'll make too many offseason moves because, frankly, there's not that many players. There's Pascal, which we know is probably we're not going to sign him. There's OG, which there's probably no chance. And then there's, like, a couple guys, like DeRozan, Paul George, if he doesn't get extended now and yeah there's not that many guys so we might add a couple bench players just to strengthen out the roster but as far as free agents there won't be too many well yeah i was gonna say some of the names you named anyway are former raptors so they're not uh <laughs> yeah they're not going to be they're, they're, they're probably not going to resign here that's for sure yeah um okay so now why don't we move on a little bit to the rest of the nba Mm-hmm. Um, so in your opinion, who's one team that maybe surprised you a little bit this year? I mean, if you go maybe search some of the teams up, I, I don't know. What's one team that's really surprised you? It could be East, could be West in your opinion. Hey, one that comes to mind is for sure the Knicks. They've been amazing this season. Their roster is very deep. Brunson is playing like an MVP candidate, which I did not expect. And they've been really good. They're a top four seed and they're they're riding the wave and i mean ever since they got og gosh they've been they've been really good okay he's also played the most minutes in the nba so (laughs) um okay so i you know for me i mean i i agree it's a good pick in the knicks i'm gonna go western conference i'm gonna say okc i think they've been playing really well this year i mean shea gilgis alexander you know canadian he's been playing really really well um, and I mean, looking at the standings, they're third in the West. They're half a game back from being in the first or second seed. So uh, as of right now, so that's that's really good. I did not expect that from the Thunder this year, to be honest. Yeah, they they're really good, man. They're young. They have a bright future. Shea's Shea's really good. He's a, probably a top ten player in the NBA at this point. Um, mm-hmm. They have Chet Holmgren, who's also really good in his rookie season. And they have Jalen Williams, too, who's also really good. He's like a better version of Gary Trent. Yeah, I agree. The The, the Thunder have really surprised this year, that's for sure. Now, looking at the other end of the spectrum, one team that you think has really disappointed, or you can even name a few teams that have disappointed, and maybe even the Raptors, if you want to say them. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to, yeah. first, obviously, because it's our team. But uh, besides the Raptors... Hmm. Well, I mean, obviously the Pistons, but that's kind of like a cop-out pick because they've been the yeah. worst team of all time. But um, 
I don't know. I think the Hawks have been disappointing. I really thought they were going to be a little bit better than what they are. Mm-hmm. They have DeJounte Murray. They have Trey Young, who's a top, I don't know, seven point guard in the league. They have Clint Capella. They have some good role players. And they're just not clicking. They're not good. Now, Scotty Barnes, Darko Ryakovich, I think he um, he said this in his little rant uh, when they played the Lakers there, which maybe mm-hmm. we'll talk about it in a second as well, because that's I think that's worth talking about. Um, Scotty Barnes is going to be an all-star, and I mean, okay, maybe he got it in a little bit of a, a cheap <laughs> way because Embiid is injured, but at least he's, he's going to be playing. That's not, not too bad, I think. I mean, yeah, uh, I know there's a lot of good players in the NBA, so uh, I didn't think he was going to make it at first. But, I mean, yeah, he's he is deserving. Like, in any other year where there's not that many good players, he would have made it easily. Mm-hmm. He's averaging, like, around 20 points, eight rebounds, six assists. So, yeah, he's been really good, and I have no complaints about Scotty. He's just a little passive aggressive at times. I, I want him to be more aggressive. I think he's a good player. I think he's definitely deserving of an all-star appearance. Yeah. Um and yeah, and obviously, like I said, Darko predicted it. Okay, I know this happened a little while ago now, the whole in-season tournament thing. Um I, I just want to basically hear your thoughts on how much of a success you think it was and if it's something you'd want to see back maybe next year in the league? Um, I think it was good. Uh, it brought new it brought new excitement to the game, which hadn't been in a long time. Usually around that time, people aren't really paying attention to basketball. Uh, there's not much to look forward to. It's too early to pay attention to your record. And it's also, it's like the dog days of the NBA. So I think Adding the in-season tournament added more incentive for players to compete and for fans to watch the games. So I think it was good. I think it was definitely interesting. I mean, the way they they did the whole thing, yeah. Um, and yeah, it gave um, it gave players something to play for too. I guess so. It wasn't totally um, a bad thing, but yeah, especially the role players. Like five hundred thousand for role players is a lot. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, they all tried hard. That's why the Pacers went so far. I don't think anyone predicted the Pacers to go to the finals when the in-season tournament first started, but they made it there because they wanted it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the the Pacers, they played really well. Um, what, what did you think of the Lakers hanging up their nice in-season tournament banner, though, right next to all the other championship banners? <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I don't really care for it too much. It doesn't really bother me. I don't know why people pay attention to that. It doesn't I don't know. It doesn't matter. Yeah, I suppose I, I just I know that they got a little bit of criticism for that saying, well, that's a little in-season tournament thing. These are actual championships you've won in the past. But I just want I, I don't know. I wanted to hear your thoughts on it. That's all. I mean, yeah, people gotta adapt. The world's changing. So that's true. That's true. Um, okay, now finally, based on what you've seen this NBA season. I know we talked about most surprising and most disappointing teams, more or less, but who has the greatest potential, do you think, to win it all this season? Time for a prediction. That's a tough question. 
I know, I know. It, it's uh, a very tough question because there's quite a few teams, and also the playoffs. You never know what could happen, right? Yeah, because I I feel like in the West, there's like I think there's like eight legitimate teams that could win it all if everything goes right for them. And in the East, there's like six. So I don't know. It's tough. Um. Well, okay. Well, pick, why, why don't though? we say a finals matchup then, and then we can go into winner from there because then you'll you'll get one pick from each so i'll give you that okay so for the west if i had to pick right now based off right now uh i think i'd still go the nuggets they have the best player in the nba they still kept their group for the most part and they're still good they're a top three seed i'm pretty sure so i think they'll get there again okay okay yeah for the East, I think the Celtics. They just, I think they just have the best roster in the NBA. They have two, one superstar, one very high All Star, and then two, one all, another All Star in Kristaps Porzingis, and then Derek White could also be considered an All Star. He's averaging like eighteen points, really good. Okay, you know what? That, that's a really good matchup, I think. And I, I could totally see Denver-Boston playing out um, in the finals. Now, okay, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see as well. I mean, this is so tough. Now, okay, I'm, you know what? I'm going to put my money on the Clippers to make the mm-hmm. finals this year. Now, I totally think the Nuggets could do it again. But if the Clippers, if they don't have any injuries, I yeah. think they could do it. I mean, they've got... A lot of depth, I feel. They have some great pieces on there that if they stay injury-free, they'll be okay. Um, as for the East, it's kind of hard to bet against the Celtics, I think. I mean, like you said, there's so many good players there. I mean, the, their home court record is phenomenal. I mean, yeah, 24-3 and three is the Celtics record yeah, at home. See? So, I mean, yeah. that's really good. That's <laughs> There's nothing more to it. That's a really good record. Especially if they finish first, which most likely they will, they'll have home court advantage till mm-hmm. till the finals. So, exactly, exactly. Okay, well, this has been a great episode, uh, Dimitri. Thanks so much for coming on. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me. No problem. We'll see how these predictions uh, go in the future. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> okay, great. Take care. Nice to talk yeah. to you. Bye bye. You've been listening to this episode of the Keeping It Sporty podcast. Don't forget to listen to us on Spotify, Apple, or on our website at keepingitsporty.com. And make sure to follow us on Instagram at keepingitsporty. That's K-E-E-P-I-N with no G, it, sporty, S-P-O-R-T-Y. I've been your host, Elias Dracos. So long, and see you next time. <laughs>